The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door. Tom Schumacher, and Terry Kennedy. Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. How are you doing, Terry? I trust all is well in your world. Well, I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm feeling ready for today's show. Well, that's good, because I think you'll agree that today's program is going to take us down a road we seldom travel. Well, you're right about that. <laughs> Our focus today, folks, is on race. Race, yeah. Today we tackle a subject that, at first blush, you might not think of when you think about the Ascended Master's teachings. No, it's not the first thing that comes to mind, but the Masters actually do have much to say about race, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to look at today. You know, I think it's safe to say that these days, the subject of race and race relations is complicated, sensitive, often contentious, and sometimes explosive. And perhaps it's easy to understand why this might be so from an historical point of view. Yeah, well, maybe so. But we certainly know that the very spirit of our nation was seriously wounded by slavery, literally divided at its core. And, and wounds of this kind can take a long time to heal. You know, many have chosen this healing, yet there are still those who, for reasons of their own, will not let the healing happen. And this raises questions about motive. Right. I mean, who would want to keep the pot hmm. boiling and why? You know, it's probably not surprising to note that it is often those who protest the loudest who are the most guilty of that which they denounce. What we hmm. have here is a divide-and-conquer strategy that we know all too well comes from the Fallen Angels playbook. And there you have it in a nutshell. Racial tensions are maintained as a means of dividing the light bearers and keeping them separate and thus weakened. When all, <laughs> when all raw emotion is removed, the truth is that under the skin, we are all brothers and sisters on the path. Yeah, and the upward climb is hard enough without having additional burdens added. <laughs> and from the Ascended Master's uh, point of view, racial prejudice is like criticizing <laughs> God, I like this, for the color of his suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in, in the clear light of day, it just makes no sense. And are we maybe oversimplifying this a bit? Yeah, well, sure we are. But when you peel everything else away and look at it clearly, from the spiritual point of view, the Ascended Masters are saying that there's only one race that truly matters. And that is the I Am race. You got it. And brothers and sisters, (laughs) that's us. You and me. The I Am race is all of us together. You know, interesting, isn't it, that when you scramble the letters in America— they recombine to spell I am race. Well, <laughs> how about that? Think yeah. it's a coincidence, Tom? Uh, uh, hardly. <laughs> I think it's just one of the many clues about the divine destiny of this great country, America. And it may help to explain why forces of darkness want to tear this country apart and tear it down. And these forces are relentless. <laughs> well, they don't give up easily, that's for sure. Nope. 
But one surefire way to defeat them is to remember that each of who each of us, regardless of race, really and truly is. You've undoubtedly heard us before when we've <laughs> spoken of replacing the words I am with God in me is. Well, here is a particularly great place to apply it. Oh, right. I mean, the I am race is the God in me race. I like that. <laughs> Observe what happens when you start seeing your brothers and sisters as houses of God. You know, Terry, that's a great point. Um, our brothers and sisters are literally cathedrals where God resides. And now... Perhaps you can see more clearly why the fallen ones and forces of darkness would try so hard to subverse, subvert this reality. <laughs> well, when we see each other first and foremost as the house of God and his Christ, skin color becomes trivial at best. And all those who continue to foster racial differences as a means of keeping the hate, pain, and suffering alive must be seen for who and what they truly are. You know, they deny the ultimate reality of God within us all, and simplistic or not, this is really what it comes down to. And it is this that we must confront and ultimately overcome. You know, there's an interesting twist on this topic and one that we'll hear more about in a few minutes. And this is the relationship between karma and current conditions of racial strife. Often those who have, involved, have been involved in the struggle in past lives return to balance the karma they created then. Others may return on the other side of the conflict. <laughs> this is not unlike what we see in other countries where ages-old strife and conflict continues unabated. Successive generations of combatants are returned to the same scenes again and again, each time with the opportunity to balance ancient karma, but often and unfortunately simply repeating it. And that's what's important to understand about what about that is that it's race karma can be either individual karma or it can be group karma or both. Yeah, and like all karma, we can't dodge it or ignore it. It's got to be balanced. Problem is, as long as the nature of this karma is not understood, many of the conditions we see being played out in the world will continue. And as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, when a focus of bitterness, division, and hatred is maintained in man's consciousness, it is possible for the forces of darkness to use that person to implement their schemes to undermine brotherhood. And among these dark forces, there are no battle lines, no sides, and no loyalties. Oh, that's right. There are only human pawns used to keep mankind enslaved through conflict and division. If more people were willing to embrace the reality of each brother and sister being a child of God and a full and worthy member of the I Am race, imagine the difference <laughs> this world uh, would be, what it would make in this world oh, yeah. and all of the good karma that it would create. Well, we'd be a giant step closer to the golden age. We know, we know someday's going to come. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it can't come soon enough as far you know, as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, Terry, I know you've got something prepared for us today on the path of brotherhood. But before we go there, I think there's a point we may need to clarify further on the subject of balancing race karma. Now you're talking about how this karma balancing can get played out, Yes, right? exactly. When individuals act as a racial group in the name or on behalf of one race against another race, they incur race karma. Sometimes balancing race karma requires individuals or whole groups of people to embody in a race that is not native or otherwise necessary to their spiritual evolution. Yeah, yeah, but because of the intense race hatred they have generated, they must return to the group toward which their hatred was directed to experience what it feels like to be on the receiving end of this energy. If only they knew, Oh, Tom. which brings us to your special segment, Terry. Yes, it does. It's titled simply, The Path of Brotherhood, and here it is. The Path of Brotherhood On the subject of race and brotherhood, Shananda, chief of the Darjeeling Council, said this, Down through the years, men have stressed the differences of race, and that the brown and the black have been questioned in particular. But if individuals will think of themselves as solar manifestations of the living God, recognizing that the outer garment of race that they wear is only an overcoat that they will one day put off, 
they will cease to think of themselves as white, black, yellow, red, or any other color. This attitude of mind is much to be desired, for while we cannot deny that racial prejudice does exist in the world, and that, without our favor, we propose as one of the first steps to the shedding of the racial consciousness that men understand who and what they are. Man is not his body any more than he is his memory, his emotions, or his mind. He is a being. He has a body, he has a mind, he has a memory, and he has a spirit. The spirit of man is neither black nor white. It is forever free. The consciousness of man and of his individuality is, however, very involved in his own density patterns. Men think black, they think white, and they think yellow and red. The problem lies not in the energy, but in the vision of those who do not see the light that glows just beyond the veil of manifestation, who see only the limited release that passes through the form. The problem of density is not a problem of race. On the contrary, it is common to the whole human race. THE PROBLEM OF RACIAL CONFLICT In matters of race, many have put themselves behind the eight ball. Evil dwells in all races, and wherever racial differences are given power in this uninhibited age, there is a strong possibility that violence and negative karma will accrue to the records of many life streams. We wish to avoid this most unfortunate eventuality, not only for the sake of humanity, but also for the sake of the individual. We know very well that a sharp thought or an unkind word can easily rise to the surface of the unguarded consciousness. But mankind should not indulge in a display of crassness concerning their own or another's race. After all, can the leopard change his spots? Can man, by thinking, add one cubit to his stature? As Christ said, the very hairs of your head are numbered. Man must learn to live not in his externals but in his internals, and above all to keep the inside of his vessel spotlessly clean. Let all races heed this word, for it is an admonishment as well as an indictment. The furies released by mankind in racial disorders and riots, instead of putting forward the races that are behind, will put them further backward, and every individual who has augmented the strife by thought, word, or deed, seen or unseen, known or unknown, will surely pay the penalty for all of the karma he has created. And this applies to both sides of the fence. You cannot force people to love you or to accept you. You can only expand the light within your heart, and by noble and useful effort, contribute to the well-being of the world community. If violence is to continue unabated in the world, it will be a long time before it comes to know the peace of Christ that passeth understanding. The hunger in the hearts of men and in the little children of all races for kindness and brotherly love clearly shows that if they could have their way, they would live together in harmony. The world must learn to live with what it cannot change and to change that which it can. Change can be wrought by the people of any race. I cite the miracle of George Washington Carver, who by his great love won the respect of an entire nation. The son of a slave who in one sense was born in ignorance achieved by his illustrious and noble spirit such freedom as few of any race have enjoyed. Men must learn to garner respect first for themselves and for what they do. Then they must learn to respect the rights of others because they respect this freedom for themselves. Those who would expound upon nonviolence must be nonviolent in thought and in feeling as well as in word and deed. Mohandas K. Gandhi of our own land of India was a man of peace in every way. For this reason, he was successful in carrying out his campaign of nonviolence. Those who cry peace and safety but who are filled with violent feelings 
are hypocrites and traitors to reality. They keep not the city of the world in peace, nor do they win by their efforts respect for their own race in the world community. Let those who would bring about a change in racial relations understand that all change begins within the individual. You can never legislate respect. You can only earn it. Among the white race there are those who live in abject poverty and are looked down upon by many. These too can rise, for all can rise through their own noble efforts and put down the awful specter of violence that has loomed in the land and brewed destruction to the marvelous democratic principles upon which the nation America was founded. May I remind you of the words of one of your American poets. We can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Ah, well, thank you, Terry, for your always great words of wisdom. Always. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. Now, when we return, we'll hear a riveting interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the subject of race, with a special introduction to the Ascended Master, our beloved brother Afra. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. What is the true nature of race? Where does each race come from? Is there a decree especially for brotherhood? And who is Brother Afra? In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet answers these questions and more. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Some of our black brothers are wondering where they fit in the great white brotherhood. <laughs> Doug, our black brothers and sisters are so much a part of the great white brotherhood <clears throat> that I just want to run up to each one that I meet and say, Hey, don't you know that right within your aura there's a light? 
and it's a brilliant light, it's a white light of the Christ within you. And don't you really know that a long, long time ago, you were a part of what was known as the Blue Race and the Violet Race, a very high civilization that existed on the continent of Africa at the same time as the continent of Lemuria. So I hope our black brothers and sisters are listening today because I wanted to tell them about the Ascended Master Afra. Afra is a soul of great light who evolved on the continent of Africa and made his ascension. The Ascended Master Kuthumi told us about this brother in a conference which Mark and I held in Ghana, West Africa in 1972. He explained that this one was such a humble servant of God and so one with a flame of love that he asked to be called simply a brother. Translated to the Latin, this was frater. And so a frater became the word afra, and from his name the name of the continent was taken. This great soul of light stands as the sponsor of the people of Africa today in their movement toward freedom and toward complete soul liberation. Has beloved Afra ever given a dictation? Well, recently I went to Ghana again last fall, and I held a conference there in the capital at the University of Accra. It was a conference on Ghana's destiny in the Holy Spirit, and at that conference, beloved Afra did give a dictation. It was such a wonderful experience for me to see so many of our brothers and sisters who are a part of our church in Ghana receive the message from the first ascended master who rose from the black race. He said, I am your brother, not your Lord, not your master, but I am your brother on the path. I have shared your passion for freedom. I have shared with you the hours of crisis when you beheld the injustice, when you sought the Lord and prayed to him for justice, and the Lord gave to you the divine plan for this nation and for this continent. I have lived in your hearts these hundreds and hundreds of years as you have toiled under the burden of oppression from within and without. And although many have considered the outer oppression the greater, we who are among those who have graduated from this continent consider that the only true slavery is the slavery from within, the slavery of the carnal mind and its selfishness, its failure to sacrifice upon the altar as Abraham and Isaac sacrificed, so the failure to sacrifice the beasts of the carnal mind, this is slavery. Now then, it is because some have been willing to make the sacrifice of selfishness that the outer slavery has also been broken, and it is through the evolution of the people themselves toward the light of God that has given this new opportunity in this age to this continent. I've always felt as though I have a second home in Ghana, 
So wonderful is the warmth of the people and the fervor of their hearts for freedom. These people understand the science of the spoken word because it is a part of their race consciousness that goes way, way back to this golden age civilization which they knew at the time of Lemuria. I'd like to have our listeners here, students of the Ascended Masters, singing a song which they composed to their beloved Ascended Master, Afra. Afra, 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 oh say ye. Afra, 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 oh say ye. Well, in the truest sense of the word, there is in reality no such thing as the black race or the white race. Really, no one is black or white. But all of the races that we find on earth have come forth from the heart of God under the seven rays. And these seven rays, as we know, are paths of initiation. Those who are called the white race came forth for the mastery of the yellow, the pink, and the white flames hence the various mixtures and tone qualities of their skin. These evolutions were intended to place upon the altar of God the gift of their self-mastery in the way of wisdom, love, and purity. The members of those who are called the black race have come forth on the blue ray and the violet ray. In this ancient civilization on the continent of Africa, these people's skin actually had a blue or a violet hue. These colors come from Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, and they are of the first ray and the seventh ray. And, of course, it is easy to see that the yellow race and the tradition of the wisdom of China places this people of the land of Qin on the ray of wisdom, whereas the redskin, as he is known, was intended to amplify the pink flame of divine love. Individual nations also have their calling. This is the Dharma. We find, however, that down through the centuries, as man has wandered from his high estate since his departure from Eden, that the pure colors of the rainbow of God are no longer reflected either in the skin tone or in the aura. And then the division sets in and the divide-and-conquer tactics of the fallen ones and instead of embracing one another as brother and sister, there is the division in the races where one race enslaves another race and the great unity of all children of God. 
and their oneness in the flame is destroyed. The beloved ascended master Kuthumi, who was embodied as St. Francis, wrote a decree for brotherhood. I would like to offer it now as our gift of love for the healing of the scars and the wounds in this nation and every nation that have been caused by racial strife. In the name of the beloved, mighty, victorious presence of God, I am in me, holy Christ selves of all earth's evolutions, beloved Jesus the Christ and Kuthumi, beloved Lanello, the entire spirit of the great white brotherhood and the world mother, I decree. Out of the one thou, God, hast spun all of the races of men. By thy great law do thou now draw all to their God source again. Take away hate, by love abate, all mankind's vicious intent. Show thy great power every hour of love and compassion God sent. I am, I am, I am divine love sending forth, the wonderful feeling of true divine healing, unguence of light now sealing all of the schisms of men. Stop all division, by God precision, love is the hallowed law key. Ultimate peace, make all war cease, let the children of men now go free. Stop mankind's friction, all their predictions, tearing blessed heart from heart. By God direction, produce now perfection in thy great family, one heart. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Dr. Narrowly Duffy. Please stay with us. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. 
Yes, indeed, we are back. And joining us is our friend and regular contributor, Dr. Narely Duffy. Hi, Narely. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi, Narely. Hi. <laughs> As is my want, I know you know from past experience, <laughs> I do tend to lob a meatball <laughs> out front here. <laughs> so, I'm ready well, to oh, receive it. And oh, yeah. I hope that the spaghetti doesn't just <laughs> no, it's, it's an old softball term. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, will, you know, I, I know it's obvious that racial prejudice and conflict can be very divisive. What do you think of our thesis that the forces of darkness are behind much of it? I think they're very much behind it, and and don't we fall for it far too often. One of the major tactics of the fallen consciousness is the tactic called divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. Basically, set brother against brother, sister against sister, get people to squabble, and then to fight, and God forbid, kill one another. And it is the cause behind the effect of what we see in the news every day and even warfare. (laughs) And when all that heavy-duty energy is released in anger and rioting and even murder, what happens? The light and energy is released, and that light's very attractive to those forces of darkness, and they just swoop in (laughs) to swallow it up, Mm -hmm. and they're the only ones that win. You know, I was thinking about the fact that um, sometimes in our sense of fairness, our sense of justice, we are tempted to get angry. This is another tactic. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is one of those gets us off the beam too, isn't it? It's called the Tar Baby Syndrome. The Tar Baby Syndrome, And you know that story of Br'er Rabbit Rabbit, and and coming up against Mm -hmm. the Tar Baby. And he won't respond, so he goes to hit it, and then his hand sticks. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. You get angry, and then you hit with the other side, and Mm -hmm. both hands are stuck. You're a part of it. And you're wrapped up in it. And you're wrapped up in it, and that's a very good example of karma. Yeah. Yeah. Can you expand on the idea expressed by Elizabeth Clare Prophet in the interview we just heard, which was just great. I, I, I feel like I want to listen to it again. I know, me too. About the various skin colors originating to coincide with the seven rays, which we also recognize as paths of initiation. Well, that was quite fascinating, wasn't yeah, it? That, that all of the races on earth have come forth from the heart of God under the seven rays or seven paths of initiation. So you think of the light coming into the prism and there's seven colors of the rainbow. So she went to talk about different races, not all of them, but for example, the white race has the aspects of yellow, which is wisdom, pink, which is love, and white, which is purity. And you mix those tones together and you get that tonal quality of the skin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how... Uh, in those colors, yellow, pink, and white, there's clues to what oh, yeah. they should be manifesting. The, the yellow race, you know, serving on the flame of wisdom. Mm-hmm, and, you, mm-hmm. and you have that great wisdom in, in the Chinese and the Asian peoples. Yeah, and, and there's no rank involved here. There's not no, one that's better no, than another. No. There's no superior and inferior. It's all, they're equal in that respect. No. They're, 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 they just are. It is. Mm-hmm. Each one has beautiful qualities. And, and I love that point. She says that all men are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think of the idea of the I am race as the God in me race? Yeah, it, it really makes sense. I mean, I'm an Australian. I'm now an American. I have dual citizenship. I feel at home with this mm-hmm. concept that wherever I go, I am part of that nation because it is the I am race. And from a spiritual perspective, there is no such thing as a black race or a white race or any color race because in heaven, you think you walk through the door yeah. and they say, oh, um, you're white, uh, go over there. Uh, no, you, they're not, they don't even recognize. The masters are not noted by their race or previous religion. Mm-hmm. All they're known by is the quality of the heart and the flame that they keep. And that's a beautiful concept. Well, let me ask you something about that because it occurred to me before that in our series of incarnations, it's quite possible that yes. we've incarnated oh, in yes. different races anyway. Oh, yes. We, we may have spent time in China. We may mm-hmm. have been in Africa. 
and we may, you know, that's why it's so funny. You can you can go to a different country and you go like, wow, I'm right at home here. So when you ascend, yeah. you don't ascend as one or the other of those. You ascend as no. all of them. <laughs> no, you ascend as a member of the yeah. I am race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, do you think it's merely accidental then that the letters <laughs> in America are, are, you know, they spell out yeah, I, I am race, race or is this by design? Another, well, meat, another meatball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we understand it's, it's, it's by a grand design and it's no yeah. accident. Um, in a metaphysical in a metaphysical sense, the word America is composed of the letters of the I am race, and it signifies a race of light bearers mm-hmm. that have descended from above with the presence of the I am that I am within them. So those who bear the light of God in their hearts and chakras are called light bearers, and they recognize one another no matter what the color of mm-hmm. their skin, no matter mm-hmm. where they are. And so they are the ones that have not forfeited their tie to their Christ self or their I am presence. So in a divine sense and in a human sense, if God's in everybody's heart and all men are brothers, we're all made of the one blood. It's the one I am race. Wow. So that's the true understanding of, you know, that Jesus said, well, who is my brother? Um, yeah. Whoever does the will of God, the same as my brother and my sister and my mother. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that we we often have a tendency, of course, we're native here in America, but we have a tendency sometimes to highlight America. And mm. we had a show not long ago where we tried to make the point that it is a symbol of something greater than a single country. I mean, it's an idea and an ideal. Yeah. And I wonder if you can tell us more about the Ascended Master's sponsorship of mm. America. Well, America is a land sponsored by the Masters, in particular by St. Germain, the Master of Freedom for the Earth. And the concept and reality of America was actually designed from the Ascended Masters Octave. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people come from all over the world and they are part of America and they become citizens here. So it's a land that's been given an incredible amount of assistance Mm -hmm. from heaven to be the land of the free because it has a unique destiny. Now, every nation has a specific destiny. Mm -hmm. And you can think about them all as being like the organs of the body. Mm-hmm. So America's divine destiny, that for which she was created, is to be the heart of the world or the heart of the, mm-hmm. the, the body in a permanent golden age which is quite rapidly you know, opening before everyone. So it's a very key role. You can't do without the heart, but you know what? You can't do without the liver <laughs> or the mind or, or, or all of these other things. So, right. so in a new age, you know, India and America, for example, have a key role to play together. Mm-hmm. India represents the head of an earth body. And the land America represents the heart. And you know something interesting? The name India begins with I and the name America begins with A-M. So you've got I am. Oh, my God. Very good. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You know, clearly all all of our lives and the very health of our nation and the world would be would be greatly improved if we practiced seeing mm. each other as we truly are. Well say. <laughs> and I say practice because I know that change isn't likely to come overnight, but we must start somewhere, you know. So recognizing God within each one of us and each other is something that we can practice, right? Absolutely. Practice does make perfect. <laughs> and, you know, the masters are simply not concerned with the color of our skin. It's just a coat. In fact, in biblical terms, it's called the coats of flesh. Mm-hmm. So regarding the color of the coats of flesh that men wear, the Ascended Master Aphra says, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't even know. I'm not even concerned. And you <laughs> ought not to be concerned either. So in other words, when you 
When an angel appears to you or a master, they don't even notice what color body we're wearing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not even an issue. And so when we're praying, you know, when you're praying before your altar, you know, you're not aware that you're a male or a female or this color or that color or what clothing. You know, you're just lost in the spirit. And really, in heaven, everyone has that white energy the deathless solar body that's mm-hmm. woven from the white light, the wedding garment. Um, and really, the white light simply contains all the colors of the rainbow. You know, I'm reminded that when you say how the masters see us and how we should ultimately, I suppose, see ourselves, mm. is that um, looking at the Christ self, um, we had that little phrase, we kind of used it in a couple of mm. our shows, I think, where it's see the Christ, be the Christ. Be the Christ yeah. You know, it's so simple a formula. Yeah. But that's what we can practice. Yeah. We can practice being the Christ. We can practice yeah. seeing the Christ. And all it does is, is take that little, like tuning the dial of the radio, mm-hmm. and you just tune in, and then you just go, well, Terry, I see the Christ in you. Yeah. yeah. And you see the Christ in me. And if I see that, I start to be it. But right. The more we practice, the more and it becomes it reality. Yeah. It transcends your relationships. Acting as if. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, going back a moment to this I am race idea, um, I, I personally find it to be very mm. positive and uplifting because I think it has the power to change our relationships on the most mm. fundamental level. Do you feel that it could catch on and bring us all together, you know, or is that too much to ask? <laughs> I, I think it has to catch on because it's the reality of life on the inner planes, and we want to bring heaven to earth. We want a golden age, mm-hmm. and we have to start seeing people this way. Heaven's impartial. There are marvelous holy people in every nation, every, rela- every race, every religion, and we've got to stop categorizing people. There's no group that's entirely good or entirely evil it's all relative human consciousness. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got to get to that point, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> Earlier in this program, we spoke about the, the cycles of karma, particularly how certain group karma can, can keep people returning again and again in the same situation for karmic, karmic balancing. Now, do you think there's a limit to how many times this opportunity (laughs) to make amends will be given to individuals and groups involved? I think there is a limit. And in the Bible, it says, my spirit will not always strive with flesh. Um, There is forgiveness, there's opportunity, but we've got to learn a lot faster than what we have been learning. Mm -hmm. Each of us contains within us the seed of Christ, the Holy Christ self. And we have to... um, want the Holy Spirit more than we want the revenge. (laughs) Because if we just keep doing the same thing over and over again, we're not learning the lessons, and it really is up to us. And the incarnation will not go on forever. There comes a time when cosmic law says, okay, enough's enough. You've had enough opportunity. And this age of Mm -hmm. changing times, Pisces, Aquarius, you know, it's a very good time to really get the message. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a lot of people there that could afford mm. hearing this message. Yeah. Is there uh, any danger inherent in um, mm. insinuating ourselves into others' karmic conflicts? You know, I'm thinking of the Middle East in particular. Yeah, we have to be careful if and when we can be intervene because um, as a nation, as the heart nation, we're called to defend freedom and freedom-loving people everywhere. But we have to avoid getting involved in a karmic situation mm-hmm. that causes deeper entanglements. And the Middle East is a great example. It's complex, intricate long-standing karma, no accident Jesus chose to embody there. And karma (laughs) is the reason it's so difficult to resolve these planetary problems. And so, are they ever going to forgive one another? Are they ever going to say, okay, we're not going to go on killing to get even for what happened a century ago or 10,000 years ago? So, the violet flame sent into the Middle East or wherever there is discord you know, is is the answer. Which we do. We we, we do a lot of that. We make those calls. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What about getting ourselves in the middle of a more personal karmic conflict, <laughs> uh, you know, like between family Families members, and neighbors. neighbors? I mean, yeah. yeah, we can all remember hearing the words "blessed are the peacemakers." Yeah, and and we have to again use our attunement. There may be times when it's really important to step in. And uh, we've heard of people that just, I, I read about a priest yesterday who just jumped in with a gang violence thing and mm-hmm. just said, put down your weapons. And they did. Yeah. You know, um, and, and yet there may be other times when you just have to let them deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's probably why Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. You really have to. Because they carry certain moral authority yeah. Yeah. if they have it. Yeah. Well, we, we've got to take a break here, but please don't go away. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of race the karmic ramifications of racial conflict, and yes, even a brief side trip into the subject of God's wardrobe. <laughs> Don't go away. What God wears. <laughs> the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, thanks, everyone, for staying with us. We are back for more discussion with Dr. Nerly Duffy on the subject of race. Now, in a previous segment of this program, uh, we alluded to the fact that sometimes people who are involved karmically in certain conflicts may come back mm-hmm. on the other side of the conflict to kind of get an yeah. idea of maybe what it feels like to be on the receiving end of the energy that they've been putting out. Um, is there anything you want to add about that? Well, I was thinking about that, actually. Karma and reincarnation are great levelers. <laughs> and, and those that can read the Akashic Records, Elizabeth Clare Prophet and Mark, could do that. And there are other people that can do that. And they can see who somebody was in the past and who they are now. And there's some mm-hmm. very interesting twists to that. For example, if you were in a coal mine in a past life where you were underground all oh. the time, hardly seeing daylight, um, 
what would you be in your next incarnation? Something in the light. Something in the light. So <laughs> yep. a lot of the surfers oh. who are free on the waves in oh. the sunlight day in, day out, were oh. miners in a past life. Wow. Um, think about cowboys riding the range. Right. Uh, they don't ride the range these days, but in the next life, mm. maybe they're uh, truckers, truckers, and they and <laughs> yeah. they ride the ride the roads. Right, a little, um, little more horsepower. A little but, more yeah. horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, think of it also in terms of race. You know, mm. the masses have told us that um, many of the people, not all, of course, but a number of people who are embodied in um, the black race in this lifetime, in the past life were actually slave owners. Oh, boy. And they had to experience the other side of the equation. What does it feel like mm -hmm. um, to – because, you know, they were just doing what everybody did, you know, 300 years ago. Right. And now they're realizing, wow, I know now how it feels to be on the other side. There's so it's a great leveler. Oh, no yes. kidding. I, mean, it's, I think karmic justice is probably synonymous with poetic justice or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, it helps us to look at, you know, okay, this is happening in my life. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm getting – I'm being criticized. Maybe I was critical in a past life. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. We've brought this point up before is that what we see in others, we strengthen oh, yeah. in ourselves. Yeah. You know, here's an op option yeah. that everybody has to yeah. learn from what it is they feel most inclined to either do, see, or believe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, just kind of on another subject here, it's been said that we sometimes have a tendency to oversimplify things on this, <laughs> on this program, uh, which, uh, which we kind of need to do. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, time to time, maybe that's true. But in our defense, <laughs> we've only got an hour each week to change the world. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so we try to get it right to the point. We try to get right to the point and not waste any time. But with that being said, on the question of race, we're all basically the same under the skin. Is that too simplistic? Well, as a former medical doctor, I can tell you that on the inside, everybody looks the same. We all bleed the same color. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's too simple. In fact, the forces of darkness move from the simple to the complex. The beings of the heaven world move from the complex to the simple. Mm -hmm. Every individual has their own calling. Every nation has their own dharma or divine destiny. Everybody has a divine plan, a specific task to fulfill. If we all do it together and ignore race oh, and golden nationality, age. golden age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great to have a globe that had, uh, that had the United States had a heart chakra? Oh, yeah. And, and the uh, different India, chakras. Yeah, all the different chakras. Mm -hmm. oh. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Sure. I wonder what the secret rays would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's another, another show. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what the Middle East is? Uh, oh boy! No. It's the white fire core. It's the base of the spine chakra. It's very foundational. Oh, it's the white light. It's intended if, to be the white light, but it's not often well, like manifesting. Said, that's it. probably yeah. why Jesus yeah. Uh, yeah, was he, there. He went was there. there. Yeah, boy. Yeah, because it was the it was the biggest trouble spot on the planet. He had to embody there at oh. the time that he went there. Yeah. It was still trouble. Hmm. Yeah, big yeah. big trouble. And he went there to try to turn that around. Well, speaking of different places and colors and all that, you know, in our last segment, <laughs> we discussed the notion we heard in the interview with Elizabeth Clare profit about uh, how original skin colors were related to different rays and passive initi initiation. You know, white being akin to the yellow ray of wisdom, for example, uh, including the white, you know, the yellow, I mean, the, the pink and the yellow and the white yeah. purity. Um, or that black originated from a combination of the blue and violet rays. How can this knowledge help us understand our present embodiment and initiations? Well, it gives us spiritual keys. If you're born in a certain place, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. And you have to transmute any opposition to that reason. And you also have to fulfill the divine plan of that area and that place. And you have to pray for it. So the members of the black race were sent on earth to master the qualities of God's power, 
which is the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. his will, his faith, and so forth, and the qualities of God's freedom, justice, and mercy on the violet ray. And this is their mission. And so you see the great possibilities Ooh. of that, tremendous power, tremendous sense of freedom, but also you see the perversions of it. I've been to to Africa, and, and there uh, there is a lot of tyranny there. There's a lot of misuses of power mm-hmm. um, in some forms of leadership. But if you turn the tables and invoke the power of God and the mercy of God, you transform the negatives into the positive. So for the blue flame, you would call to Archangel Michael and do the decrees to Archangel Michael and call for the amplification of the power in the people Mm -hmm. of the black race. Mm -hmm. And you call for the violet flame to bring forth more justice, more mercy. And um, it's a tremendous opportunity. Wow. I'm glad I asked. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well... Tom, I got a I got a question for you. In the queue up to the last segment, you uh-huh. made reference to God's wardrobe. Now, what exactly did you mean? I didn't think you'd let that one rest. Yes. Well, actually, it was a reference to something narrowly said oh, last week. Oh, fine. Yeah, Blame me. No. You <laughs> well, You're I, my brother, Tom, I know and it. I see the Christ in you, and so keep going. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. We're, we're done now. Yeah. Um, well, what you said, and I really liked it. In fact, it stuck with me, obviously, was that racial prejudice is like criticizing God for the color of his suit. You know, and I think that really puts the triviality of racial yeah. prejudice in perspective. I mean, the color of your skin is not a wardrobe of malfunction. Right. And I, and I was actually quoting the great Indian saint called Yogananda, and he brought the science of yoga yeah. to the West, which is tremendously uh, beneficial, you know, body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And he was very famous in California and all over the world. And when he was asked about race, and of course he was an Indian, so uh-huh. he had the color of the, of the people of India, he said, God is not pleased when people dislike the color of the suit he is wearing. And I really liked it because it depersonalizes it. It yeah. says God's dwelling in all of it. He, he's just sometimes wearing a different colored suit. Well, you're putting too much energy onto appearances, obviously, yeah. and that just yeah. kind of bypasses the reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christ. Well, the notion of equality often comes up in discussions oh, of race. Boy. <laughs> but this is a slippery notion, isn't it? I mean, equality mm. sounds good and right, and we understand that all men are created morally equal. But doesn't the liberal view of equality negate drive, aspiration, personal initiative, that it's an artificial equation and actually an antithesis of personal liberty? Yeah, good Well, it's a, it's a good question. It's one I've pondered, and I remember Elizabeth Clare Prophet said, you know, we are all equal. And that refers to our God potential. Mm -hmm. We all have the I Am Presence. We all have the Holy Christ Self. And then what we do with that potential Mm -hmm. is very formative. Mm -hmm. That's very informative to us. And and so then we look at, you know, what have I done with it? Mm -hmm. And that's where the inequality comes in. Because somebody may have taken, you know, you know about the parable of the talents where in the Bible, you know, you take a talent and you invest it and you come back mm-hmm. with more, right. or you just put it in the ground and say, well, look, here it is. I've still got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the, 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 the question that always enters my mind about this is that you can't enforce equality on a physical or economic no. platform because no. it does tend to negate other liberties people have. Yeah. And it's all about, as you said, opportunity. If you, if you recognize that we each have equal opportunity – then it's what we do with it. It's right. the talents again that ultimately makes our yeah. makes the differentiation between us. And that's what people love about America is it is the land of freedom, mm-hmm. which means you have the freedom to do pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, with and so you law. can take that potential <laughs> yeah. e- equality mm-hmm. and then apply it and then share it with others. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, you know, let's stay on this topic for a moment because it's I think a very important distinction to make. 
I would contend that the fallen ones distort the concept of equality in order to make some feel privileged or superior and others to feel diminished and victimized. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would, and I, I've got an interesting quote by the Ascena Master St. Germain Insights. He, he talks about the civil rights movement, for example. He says, although there were successes through the civil rights movement, there have been setbacks, and for those successes, in many instances, were outer successes, having gained them. And obviously, it was important that those rights were gained. People didn't always understand that mm -hmm. they had to go within to the inner light in order to sustain them. And so there's a choice to be made. You can take your freedom and your rights and say, well, I'm going to get more material comfort. I'm going to be <laughs> a better person. I'm going to get a higher paying job. And that's great. But what about the eternal light of your sonship and your path of immortality? So it's not about what we have or don't have, the color of our skin, the size of our bank account or our house. Mm -hmm. It's the cosmic bank account that matters, the light in your heart and the light in your aura that counts because God wants all of us to become uh, rich in spirit. So, mm -hmm. St. Germain doesn't want us to just be so preoccupied with our rights, a higher standard of living, that we actually lose the plot. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, lately, I've noticed uh, a lot more people folding their hands together in the namaste reading <laughs> yeah. and giving each other slight bows. Do you think they realize that this <laughs> is a sign of, of honoring the God within? It, it absolutely is. I mean, that's why <laughs> I go to yoga each week, and that's exactly what we do. Our teacher tells us exactly what it means, why we do it. Mm -hmm. We join hands. Uh, you bow before your hands, which are placed at your heart, and you're saying mm -hmm. namaste, which is I bow to the mm -hmm. light within you. And these seemingly little feel-good things are very effective. And you take that into your day. Uh -huh. You take your yoga practice into your day. So life is made up of a series of really small choices, hopefully right decisions made each and every day. In fact, many times a day, and that's how we bring a golden age. Indeed. Yeah. One, one step at a time. Yeah. I'd like to suggest that we devote the remainder of today's program to the concept of the I Am Race that we spoke of earlier. We titled today's program, The I Am Race, The Only Race That Matters. Mm -hmm. And if there's any one single point that we would like everyone listening to hear, it is this. We are all endowed by God with an I Am Presence, a personal manifestation of God within us. This is the I Am Presence, and this is literally God, yeah. which makes us, by extension, God. Isn't this so? Well, if we truly understand, understood mm -hmm. and understand that God lives inside of us, that's all of us, each of us, mm -hmm. and God lives inside of everyone else, we would probably behave differently. You know those stories of the saints who served a beggar and only to find out it was actually Christ in disguise. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know in your life review at the end of this life, you experience what you have done to others as if it happened to you. So if you've handed out hatred and bigotry and anger, and you get to receive it in your review, your life review, and you feel what the other person felt, wow, that changes your perspective very powerfully. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Well, listen, I know we're running out of time here. Is there anything you'd like to add before we fold our tents today? <laughs> oh, well, it seems to me that um, even though this is a hard subject, it's actually pretty easy because it's, it's a lot harder to go against what's really inside of us, which yeah. is that we love one another and everything really is equal. And so, um, I don't know if you saw the movie, The Help. Yeah. It's really riveting oh, oh about the whole concept of, you know, the separate toilets for blacks and whites. And there's just no basis of fact in oh. any of this. And, and it was really a great example of how people work together. And I, 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 I kind of love that. Yeah. I did too. It was a great movie. Well, <laughs> another hour has just whizzed by. Uh, and that's unfortunately all the time we have today. Um, I want to thank Dr. Narely Duffy, as always, for her lively and insightful contributions <laughs> to our conversation. I'll see how to remember what you said next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
when is, I won't Well, it's always a pleasure to have you with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we That's... want to thank all the members of the I Am Race for joining us today as yeah. well. We hope you find the subjects that we share illuminating and helpful as you pursue your spiritual path. And we're always grateful to receive your comments, questions, and concerns. That's true. Simply send them to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yeah, and until then, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are... Out of, of this, this world. world. Have a blessed and harmonious week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.